0: This episode brought to you by the of Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the last regular season episode of the Lion Up podcast. I'm your host, James, with me as always, Matt and Andrew. Great way to end the year. Lions take a dub at home. Officially puts an end to the year. A uh, lot to go over. You know, this whole season, we'll get to that, I think, next episode. Let's break down uh, a little Packers-Lions rivalry football. Uh, didn't really know what, <laughs> what to expect going into the first game. I mean, the first uh, quarter, uh, we came out gunning. So, uh, let's hit it, boys.
1: What a way to finish the season. You know, it's always a sweet victory if we could beat Green Bay. I know they only played their starters for a half, give or take. But what a way to end the year, you know, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, this is not anything that probably any Lions fan would have imagined seeing a game week 18 against the number one seed Packers beating them at home. And it just gives you such confidence, such joy going into the off season. So seeing all these different guys step up, like we've been talking about for the last month or so, it was so nice to just end the season on a high note and enjoying that and looking forward into the off season into next year and beyond. So nothing but positive vibes right now.
2: Yeah. We had a great game, good game plan. Love the trick plays like the uh, relaxed nature of our offense against the Packers. And even though they didn't play their starters the full game, it's nice to get a W day in the year and, and on a high note. So looking forward to what's to come.
0: Yeah. I don't think that should take anything away about how the season ended and how this team fought, uh, so looking just looking at this whole box, I mean, you know, the defense, I feel like they had some they had some solid, you know, defensive guys still on the field, the Packers. So I mean, I would say the offense is really what took a, <laughs> a, a completely downgraded. But um, hey, it is what it is. So, you know, Goff had a solid game. Again, no picks, uh, run game was spaced out, uh, trick plays were awesome. My boy, St. Brown, NVP of the year. <laughs> Literally.
2: Literally. Yes. <laughs>
0: right? Andrew texted me and was like, you got it. You got to get his jersey. So I've been riding him all year. Uh, he's got he's got some big shoes to fill next year now with this season. So we will break him down next week. Uh, but these trick plays, let's go into those. Like, what do did, what did you think about those two? And I mean, like we, we are we might be the best fourth down converting team in the NFL. We did it I again.
2: Kinda, honestly, the trick the trip plays were they were well designed. The blocking in them was perfect. Even on the Tom Kennedy touchdown pass to to Raymond, it was perfectly blocked. Um, just uh, you, you know, you're not you're not going to expect any trick plays the last week of the season. But you know what? We have nothing to lose, so why not? They were executed perfectly. They were spaced out. I can't speak for Jack Fox, but uh, gotta give my love to my boy Tom Kennedy. So thank God he had his moment in the sun. What a pass from the Bryant product.
1: I love the creativity. Jack Fox is perfect, yeah. too. It's unfortunate he didn't catch that. But, I mean, he put that right in, the, right in his hands on that fourth down punt, or fake punt, I should say. So I love that call, too. Love that we're going for it. Yeah, we were super aggressive, I think, Campbell. Uh,
0: his decision, you know, whatever week that was, week 10, 11, when he – Completely took over the OC. I was a little iffy for sure. I mean, we did hire an offensive minded coach for that position. Um, I think it's safe to say uh, Lynn's out the door. Uh,
2: yes, he, he uh, might have entered his locker already.
0: Oh, he did. Okay. Okay. I must miss up this week. Yeah.
1: He's officially gone. He's
0: officially He's gone. Officially... So uh yeah so best wishes wherever you go and I see Glenn now is interviewing for uh you know positions potentially elsewhere so I mean I think he had a very positive year I mean yes our our numbers and statistics may not 100 you know reflect that but uh again he kept these guys in the game every every game whether we gave up a lot of points or not I think the Seahawks game we'll give him a, a pass because that was just an absolute dumpster fire of a game. And I think we all stopped watching after the second quarter. Um, but uh, what'd you, what'd you guys like about golf this game? Just getting the most reps, 30 passes, um, 21 complete, you know, I think he had a pretty solid game.
2: The short passing game was awesome. Raymond, getting Raymond involved in space, you know, giving him room to create worked in a lot of, you know, especially in that last drive down the field before Swift scored, a go-ahead touchdown, you know, great pass to Raymond in space, getting him open and getting him space to create.
1: Yeah, I mean, him going 21 for 30, for 238-2, no interceptions. I mean, that's Jared Goff that we were hoping to get. So it's nice to see the change that he's had in the last second half of the season. Uh, I feel like there really was a turn when Campbell started taking the play calling. I think you mentioned that earlier. And it's, it's been great to see what he could do, maybe with confidence or with a little extra time learning the offense, and I really think he's blossomed a lot more in the last eight games or so, second half. And it's – I mean, he's proven it week in and week out, and this week was no different. So it's nice to put up 37 points, and we'll see what Goff can do going forward.
2: It's hard not to be excited, you know, like at the prospect of getting Cepis back with St. Brown and, like, getting another solid wide receiver to come in to pair with a growing – percent. Yeah. I mean, the prospects of all that with Swift coming back now with Williams and maybe Reynolds coming back next year, it, 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 there's a, there's a good amount to be excited about, which is something we, which is something we don't really say too often. So
0: a ton of spark, I think. And that's, that's like a huge, huge thing. Cause I mean, like, and again, we're, we have a very young team and, but I mean, these guys are a lot of fresh legs. They're coming in, uh, you know they're they're trying to be workhorses when they're actually on the field and i mean you know even even look at like our kicking situation uh patterson you know another three for three day uh real i mean they safe to say he could be a reason why we won this game right we only won by a touchdown he went three for three in big situations um great performance i think he's like got to be in the the 90 percent tile for his his clip this year so i mean Great signing took about six turns to to actually find him. Uh, had a great game against the Packers. and I think it's just a huge you know th- this three and 13 and one it obviously looks horrible, right? but to end a season a game against the Packers, yes, it was pretty much maybe like a practice game for them. Uh, to end on a high note, to score such a high amount of points on a high note. Uh, Goff having a game a high note and I mean I think just the confidence I mean he, again he's back next year so I mean for him to have a solid game again keep that leadership level at, at a maximum and his confidence I think that really will you set the tone for how this offseason goes too.
2: I, th- I think also to kind of piggyback on that James we'd, we'd be kind of remiss to not give uh, Braden Coombs a shout out our special teams coach because Jack Fox and Riley Patterson have been aces this year so Aces, our special yeah. teams has been awesome. Yeah. Braden Coombs has been awesome as special teams coach. So, um, him, Aaron Glein have been definitely, definitely great finds for our coaching staff.
0: Cleve Raymond had a great game. I mean, he pretty much ate up all his points. I mean, uh, his yards from that one pass, <laughs> but, uh, he great year two for him for considering where he came from. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And then one thing that caught my eye, we scored every quarter and, uh, <laughs> Not something that, that might be the
1: first time for the year. <laughs> yeah, I used I, to see in shutout halves, not us scoring
0: every quarter. That caught my eye. So, I mean, maybe we have done it once <laughs> outside of this game, but I don't think
2: that has been a common
0: thing, like uh, at all.
2: Quick redaction, by the way, Dave Phipp is our special teams coach. Thank you, Drew, for catching that. Braden Coombs has been gone for a while. I'm like dreaming. <laughs> She's Louise. <laughs> Dave Phipp. Thank you. Thanks for catching that. And then someone went off with that. Thanks, Drew.
1: <laughs> it's been a rough week. I'll, I'll be the fact else. checker. And <laughs> the
2: fact checker. Dave Phipp, thank you.
0: So defensive cornerbacks again. Uh you know, I know we it was off of love, but two very important interceptions. Uh Tracy Walker love that guy. Uh, really hope that he's he's a lion next year. Uh Melfonwu recovered that fumble, you know, so names that we're relying on are making plays. Uh again, secondary is totally broken up just from what we've went through this year. Uh so it's really intriguing to see, you know, what we can do with the healthy roster starting next year. Um but, again, you know, like we had a tough matchup this week. You know, Packers have some big size wide receivers, obviously Adams, Lazard. Um, and even the dual running back threat of, you know, Jones and, and Dylan right now seem to just be two beasts. Of course, of course the Packers, you know, Dylan fell in their lap and he's going to be now just a, a beast plowing through the Lions for the next five years.
2: Yeah, for sure, that question. <laughs> he's a big dude. Really is. He's a he is the monster. Yeah, that's not a that's not an exaggeration. He reminds Strong me guy.
0: he reminds me of like the NFL street days on PlayStation where like all those guys were so beefed up and like that's <laughs> <laughs> like a good he, analogy. He sort of looks like one of those. Like I was actually just watching the highlights from him before and I was like, he literally is built like that, plus his shoulder pads and all the extra you know padding he has on. I was like, that is literally an NFL street character.
2: If our if our O-line is healthy next year. Our starters are going to be Ragnar, Jonah Jackson, Decker, Sewell, and who am I forgetting here?
1: You probably got Vitai still right.
2: Vitai, right? He's a, he's they got a contract. He's still got to play. That is a formidable front.
1: And even the replacements we had this year still held their own. Yeah, they sure. good.
2: They were very good. Absolutely,
1: I'm excited for that too. Yeah, yeah, the drafts are long. We have picks. I I
0: think you have to where we're at as a franchise um again i think we'll, we'll make like a whole episode you know next time just about off-season options but I, I i think you have to go every position in the best fit player at that position like and and take the best available no matter what it is because i i don't think we can say that we have one position that doesn't need help
2: <laughs> right i can no. even make be- I mean other, I think honestly other than O-line I'm fairly confident in our O-line but every other position we definitely need help so
1: for sure. sure yeah
0: so uh yeah just just some notes uh so Tracy Walker had a great game 9 tackles one interception one defensive player of the week so shout out to Tracy for that a great win of the year St. Brown rookie of the week finally won that pretty crazy that from some of his other performances this wasn't even his best one that he didn't win rookie of the week of course he lost to chase (laughs) Um, naturally naturally during during that insane performance he has uh sewell and mcneil even named pffs uh like to all rookie team so i mean we made a dent, we made a dent this, this year. So, I mean, I think it's, you know, some of these breakout games that they've had, I mean, it's making, making the league, you know, see them and they're standing out. And uh, I think, you know, I was just looking at some just like statistics before um, whether it was like total points, given up total points, you know, for uh, all these other random analytics. And there's a lot more teams in order shape than us. And our record might argue that, but uh, there is a lot of turmoil across the league, and we're—I don't New York I, Gi-
2: uh, the New York Giants, especially that team, is a disaster.
1: Giant a up, utter disaster.
2: Giant up, uh Giant up. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I think
1: there are a lot of teams that are in worse shape than us. Like 100%. going into the season, you tell us that. We're going to have two rookies named to the PFF, all rookie team in Sewell and McNeil. And then even if St. Brown isn't added there, I think we got a star to come in the receiving core. So that's all we wanted to see going into the season. And I think there are a lot of teams that have a lot darker days ahead compared to us.
2: And we got our kicker too, which I think is kind of underrated, we but like yeah, Raleigh Patterson was it's huge. Unbe- yeah. Unbelievable, right? Replacing Prater, who we thought was like irreplaceable but that kid was, he may not have Prater's leg, but like the model of consistency, he was awesome. So another ridiculously good find.
0: Yeah. And um, just, just to go back on Goff too. So I broke down everything he's done since Campbell took over, including, you know, stats for the Packers game. Um, So since Campbell took over, he's third in the NFL passer rating at 107. Hard to believe, right?
2: Yeah, totally hard That's a Wow, It's a great set.
0: <laughs> I, I wouldn't see that. Uh Completion percentage, fourth best at 70% since week 12. So these are all week 12 and on. 11th in TDs since week 12 with 11. So, I mean, not great, but somehow at 11th. Um, and then tied for second fewest interceptions. He's only thrown two picks since Campbell's been the O.C., so I think that's literally the difference maker right there. Like the beginning of the year, we lost some heartbreakers, but all of those games included not just one pick but multiple. So I like what I see, and I think maybe we found, you know, a, a different style. For, and, and you know, and, and I think the the big thing about the NFL is players somehow work in certain schemes and fail miserably in others. Um, as a fan. I somehow see it, but as a, as an athlete, I don't know how they don't adapt. I don't know, Matt, give me, give me your, give your, your.
2: No, it's just, honestly, there's, there are guys who are good system players and then they go into, they go into a, a completely different scheme and they just falter. It just, especially guys who have played in one system for so long and then have to change later on in the careers, you get set in your ways. It's like anything else in life. You get set in your ways and you have to change. It's sometimes the, there's, there's no net, there's no safety net, there's no cushion there. <laughs> so, like you said, the system kind of af- – changing a system can be either a blessing or a curse. so
1: And if you think back to a year ago in Campbell's original press conference, the one thing that he really said was he's going to find what works best for the player. You know, he's not going to throw a system at you and say you need to adjust to it. He's going to do what he can to do his best to you know make everything fit to your skill set. And I think that's one thing that we could take out of the season say he absolutely followed through on that, you know, taking Jared Goff, maybe he didn't fit into Lynn's system, whatever it was. And he turned it into whether it's not an elite quarterback, but pretty damn good numbers. So I think just hearing that from him a year ago and seeing him kind of follow through on that promise is pretty amazing to see.
2: Yeah. And musical chairs of offensive linemen too. He's not even playing with rag now. So like got to kind of invite Vitai. he was out for a little bit too. So we got, inconsistency up front with a lot of moving parts. So. And hopefully a Decker year Decker to start. Right. Exactly. And the Decker, with the hand. For injury a while. Right. So there's you know, a lot of moving parts because of COVID injuries. So golf was, did pretty damn well under pretty inconsistent conditions.
0: Bring the young guys back, let them build. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hit that over the next few weeks, just with some off season. So, uh, Andrew, you happen to see my one piece in our our rundown about home record versus away record and just overall division?
1: I guess not. Um, <laughs> I guess Andrew's dead.
2: <laughs> no, I'm back.
1: I'm back. <laughs> but so we what we went three and five at home, oh eight and one on the road. Uh, I prefer home games. I think we could say that for
2: sure. Yeah. Safe bet. Safe bet.
1: Well, we had our Steelers
0: tie on the road. So uh no, I mean that that's 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 a big deal too, right? Because uh home field advantage is definitely a, a thing in the NFL. And uh, actually I'm I'm glad it worked out this way, as weird as it is. It stinks to say that we were technically the worst we almost could be on, on the road. Uh but, uh, no, I like that. I think I think the fans have really brought out the best of this team, and uh, just seeing just social media reactions of just like the fan base, people are happy at the game. I mean, they're they're still into it. There hasn't, I mean, outside that one game um, when it was like the worst attendance record in Lions history, we actually won um, against the Cardinals. But uh, other than that, like I think that's a that's a cool stat too, just to to say that hey, we do play strong at home. So I mean, that's something I feel like just as a Lions fan, we've always been able to witness.
2: It, even Absolutely. crazier now that I think about it, like definitely could have been a six-win team this year. Like Steelers a game, Ravens a game, we get one more, more bounce and another close week, six wins. Like, would been, yes. right. Would have been insane. And think about it, having how close we came to being a six-win team. It's kind of crazy.
0: And what I'm pumped for for the schedule next year. Lions are at the Jets and the Giants. So we get two guaranteed Lions games together next year as New Yorkers.
1: Hopefully they're not back-to-back weeks. Space Why Space them out. Give me something to enjoy early on, something to enjoy later on in the I If it's back-to-back back weeks, they,
2: if the, the Lions will be in town. We can stalk the Lions if they're here back-to-back weeks. <laughs> That's true.
1: Yeah. The only three practice. fans
2: at Lions practice, yeah.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I'll
0: take the day off and go see him. I want an early season one, and then like a, a, a winter prime time, like not prime time, but like prime cold weather football at MetLife. I like that, but I'd also take back to back weeks. I think that'd be pretty sick.
2: Reading into Megatron here, I think he honestly just came to like. We talked about Megatron before coming to Detroit. I think he was there for more of a, you know. Squash the beef, experience things from the fans' perspective in the stadium and the stands. Uh, I, I think he's putting the past behind him that the new regime is here and, uh, you know, quell his beef and get along with Brad Holmes and everybody else and just take a step in the right direction. If you guys want to talk to that real quick.
1: Yeah, that's awesome if he can kind of rebuild that bridge that he has with the organization because it's been dreadful to just hear you know feel like story after story over the last six years how much he you know hated the ownership they treated him wrong asking for the money back so anything that we can do to get him back in the building i feel like will go such a long way because having a guy's trust like that your you know first ballot hall of famer that's it's awesome to see him actually sitting in the stands and you know trying to give back to the community because obviously he never left so it's amazing to see that and Hopefully they continue. I feel like that's what this regime is trying to do.
0: He, to he, he could just those.
2: be
1: such an incredible
0: mentor to this team. Like
2: oh my god, yes.
0: They know it. The players know it. Like I'm like Sanders is still doing it. The guy still cheers us on. He still goes and he there was one point where he hated this team. He he freaking left the league because of it. So like true up you know own your wrongs and like let's 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 get this guy in you know the locker room i mean like first ballot Hall of famer one of the best to ever do it and we're not going to take advantage of that when we have probably one of the best youth rosters we've had in quite some time like come on come on
2: i don't i don't know if i get him in the locker room but get him back involved with the organization i think brad holmes is doing that though like I can see no other reason for him coming back to the stadium other than some kind of mending you know, mending of old ways and mending of old relationships and just fixing that. I think that's just, I, I can, I can see Brad Holmes and Martha Forker trying to get Calvin back in the building. Now, now that he's in the hall of fame, now that we have some kind of good young nucleus, like you said, I think it's a, not say a PR stunt, but like it's a good time to get Calvin back involved with this organization. So
0: yeah. A training camp have that guy like at, at their practice facility, just, you know, talking to people, talking to coaches, giving some wisdom. I mean, that's what these players do with these other teams. And then even games, they come whether they're in a box they're, it's it's great PR. It's great for morale. It's great for chemistry. It's everything. So yeah, I mean, again, hopefully eighty one is is here to stay. Now going forward, especially if they can figure this out. And I mean, the, for for the reasoning behind it, give the guy the money. Give the guy the money. Yeah,
2: seriously. You give me a fucking break.
0: True up. The guy the
2: cash.
0: True up. Get the guy what you probably owe him for all the pain you actually put him through in his whole career. You can double the money. I don't care. Yeah, give it's him a little, extra.
2: give him a tip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, we'll, we'll close out on here just you know, again, solid performance out of the Lions, great way to end the season. Um really truly excited honestly for for next year. I'm I'm super pumped for this off season what we could accomplish. Um what do we got going on for for wild card weekend starting Saturday. So, Oh yeah. What's your? I mean, we don't have to go through every game for predict, predicting winners, but like, what's what's your game of the week?
2: Oof. My game of the week. I'm gonna. This is tough. Is it, these games are really. These games are really close. From a. I mean, from a spread perspective, I'm really looking forward to Cardinals and Rams. Obviously, like our boy Stafford again uh, needs to redeem himself after the last week, but I'm definitely looking forward to Cardinals Rams. I kind of. I'm going to be, obviously, rooting for the Rams. Um, The game I'm most interested in, though, is probably 49ers and Cowboys. 49ers, three-and-a-half-point dogs. I like the 49ers there. Um, Not a defense you want to play in the playoffs. I'll just leave it at that. That defense is scary when they're good. So, Mm -hmm. Niners. Mm -hmm. Niners nation.
1: Andrew? I think I'm most intrigued by Raiders-Bengals, to be honest. Obviously, the Stafford thing. You know, are we rooting for them? Are we not? That could be a discussion after this. But I think the Bengals Raiders is my most intriguing game. You know, are the Bengals that lost to the Jets going to show up? They haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. Or are they going to come out and be the team that torched the Chiefs and just steamroll through the AFC? So, I mean, I don't know if it's the best matchup on paper, but I think that's going to be a pretty fun game to watch. I hope at least you know, start the weekend off right with Saturday afternoon. I'll be watching that with James. We'll see.
0: Yeah. I feel, I feel like the Rams, like, I mean, yeah, actually there was, there was just, yeah, they were the four seed. Yeah. I I was looking at this. I was like, when the, when the initial, I guess games came out, I was like, how did they manage to get the Cardinals? Like that is so unlucky. And after I mean, yes, Stafford had a little cold end to his season, but, like, for the Rams to now get stuck playing the Cardinals, and if they could I – know, I know that they're having problems right now, the Cardinals, but they have a lot of injuries, but, like, for them to potentially face the Cardinals now and lose, Stafford is going to it get sucks. so much shit for that. So no, it my... sucks, man. I think that's a the worst brutal matchup.
2: It's I the think... worst draw they could have had, probably. Other than the 49ers, again, it's probably the worst draw they could have had. No funny – not even being – Remotely kidding
0: around. Terrible yeah, draw. Yeah, I mean, you got, like, the, Chief, the Chiefs-Cardinals game. Is gonna, I mean, the Chiefs-Steelers uh, game is going to not be close. I really love that Cowboys-49ers game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Bucks are, Bucks are banged up, though. So, I mean, like, can the Eagles work, you know, sprinkle in some magic on the field and, and actually make this yeah, one absolutely. close? I think that definitely could be. Um, and then – this whole weather prediction for the Patriots-Bills game has everyone freaking out about the over-under because it's going to be, like, minus four. So, I mean, like, is this just going to be, like, a run-heavy game just like the last time they played each other where, like, there was, like, six total passes in the game? (laughs) That would be something. I did not know the
2: weather was going to be so bad. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be,
0: like,
2: sub-zero conditions, yeah.
0: Yeah, DraftKings right wow. now has the, lo- the over-under line for the Patriots. Bills game going down half a point for every 5,000 bettors. So uh, I think it's like the over-under right now is like 26 points. That's <laughs> <So, laughs> not even it's, a guarantee. <laughs> that's not a guarantee if you played – well, I think what, what the score was like 13-7 or something last time they played or not even. I, mean, I don't remember. So, I mean, that wouldn't even hit. I don't think it's going to be that bad, though, because that was just insane wind if you remember that game. Yeah, big, time. big so, yeah. time. Yeah, a lot of good football this weekend. Excited to watch it. Be a bum. Sit on the couch with a bunch of beers. Um, and, yeah, Lions fans, we'll, um, we'll break this season down a little more next week. We'll we'll start going into off-season moves, predictions, free agency. Uh, obviously, we'll, you know, put a few comments in and, and uh, conversations about the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but for our first regular season with Lions up, we had a blast. Hope, you know, whoever's listening out there for our little so fun, much fun. small market podcast we will be back and uh, we're going to try and be as active as possible in the offseason. So uh, thanks to whoever has listened and found us from a New York City Detroit Lions fan base. <laughs>
2: and uh, let's go Rams this weekend.
0: Yeah, we're Team Stafford. We'll back All it.
2: All day, baby. We'll wear it. Getting in that team. Super
1: Bowl.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. I'd love it for him. So I right, line up. We'll talk to you
2: soon. Bye, Lions fans. Bye bye.